I love grace, don't you? Because <laughs> the alternative is not good, folks. Grace is, is awesome. It really is awesome. And I like that we're breathing your grace and, and we're, we're, we're breathing out your praise. That, that's good theology right there. That's good theology. Well, this morning we're going to continue in our series. We've been in a series for several weeks called Come Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm going to finish this series up during the month of August. We've got, uh, after today, we'll have four more uh, uh, sermons that we'll look at and we'll look at the Holy Spirit. But last week as, as I talked about uh, unity and how the Holy Spirit is, a, is God's unifier, I mean, I, I, folks, we, just, we don't realize, we, we talk about being one, but God intended for His body to be one, okay? When we talk about a body, I mean, when your body doesn't work, or parts of your body don't, you know, doesn't work, you got, you got issues, right? And most of you know I had some surgery on my hand. I don't have my glove this morning. I, I'm going solo today. Uh, and man, I can't, can't wait. But I mean, most of the surgery, it was in the palm of my hand and on my little finger. Now, you know, we got 10 fingers, right? Unless you've decapitated one of yours or two of yours. But we got 10 fingers, you know. And, and your little finger, you don't think about it very much. But the reality of it is... This little finger has controlled my life for the last, for the last eight, what it, if it didn't want to do it, I couldn't do it. And if it wanted to hurt, uh, it hurt. And last night, I've, 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 it still swells, so the doctor gave me some different things to do at night. He, and so I've been, I've been sliding this little elastic deal down on it. Well, about two hours, all the blood flow cuts off and it starts hurting. And I, and I wake up and, 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 you know, I got this little brace on it. I've got that thing on it. And, and it, it just ruins my night. I slept on the couch last night, so I didn't wake everybody up, you know. And, uh, but it, it's amazing how just one little thing in our body gets off. We're just off. It's the same way in the body of Christ. He wants us to be one. And so he's done so many things. And as I was studying this week, uh, I was preparing. A, I'm, I'm ahead in my preparation. And, and, and I prepared this sermon. I thought, okay, God, you know, I just get the sense you want me to follow it with, with this. And, and we'll deal with the other ones later. And, and I just felt like he did. And so this morning, I, I want to talk to you about the gift giver. Okay? And, and we're going to talk a little bit about spiritual gifts I'm not going to try to answer all the questions. I'm going to preach a series beginning in January on spiritual gifts, and we'll, we'll dig into them. But more than anything today, I want to focus on the gift giver, okay? Not the gifts so much. We'll talk a little bit about the gifts. But whenever, you just think about this, whenever you receive a unique gift, you know that the person who gave it to you personally purchased it, or they carefully created it for you. It means a lot more, right? Than one of the cookie cutter ones that you can get. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, when you go to, I'm trying to think of a name of a store. Uh, Belk, that, that's a good one. That's the one that came to my mind. And you walk in and they've got, right at Christmas time, they've got all these, and they're nice little gifts, but there's a hundred of them, you know? There are a thousand of them or a million. You know there's a million other guys got the same gift. You know, just grab one and, and go. Those you forget about. But when somebody gives you something that's unique, they made it or, or they, they shopped for it. Ever thought about you a little bit. It tells you that that giver, the person who gave it, loves you. And that that person was willing to invest in you. And we kind of, we, we usually describe those gifts as, as personal. And, and I love personal gifts, Okay. I'm not much on the off the shelf. There's ten thousand of the same thing. I, I mean, they're okay, but they just don't. That she made. I've got one on my mirror in the bathroom that's about eight years old. In fact, she asked me the last time she was here, Papa, why don't you take that down? I made that when I was a baby. I said, Well, you send me another one, and I'll replace this one. Okay, <laughs> but it, it means something to me. And and very often, when I'm talking about the kind of gift I'm talking about, it, it's kind of one of a kind. Sometimes those are really 
the, the ones that, that I enjoy. The unusual ones. The, the, they're never average. We don't forget it when we receive a gift like that. It, it hangs with us. And the Bible tells us in James chapter 1, verse 17, that every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or, sh- or shifting shadow. In other words, every good thing we get comes from God. We're breathing His air this morning. We're enjoying His light this morning. His, his heat. His air conditioning. Okay? Those are gifts. Okay? Uh, all of those, those good things, all those perfect gifts, they come from above. And God is the source of that perfect gift. All the perfect gifts. He's given us, you just think about this for a moment. And we could, we could probably spend the day here, but just think about the gift of salvation that He's given us. Abundant life, eternal life, through Jesus Christ His Son. God's given us His Son. Jesus has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. He poured out His Spirit on us to equip us to do what He's called us to do. So that we could live that abundant life and that eternal life to the fullest. And, and this morning we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit who, who's given us gifts to ensure that we can carry on the ministry of the church so that we can build up one another, so that we can bring one another to maturity, so that we can be the visible body of Jesus Christ on this earth. The Holy Spirit has given us spiritual gifts to build up one another. And he's given it to us, he's given them to us to carry on the gospel and to carry out the gospel to the far corners of the earth. The gifts that, that we think about when we think about spiritual gifts, they're personal gifts. I don't know if you think about this, but they're personal gifts. They're handcrafted for you. And we're going to talk about this today. They're, they're not just a category of gifts that they're all alike. And we'll talk more about this. But God handcrafts that gift for you or those gifts for you because He loves you. He says, okay, here's Nelson. I love him. I'm going to give him exactly what he needs to carry out my ministry in his life. And I'm going to equip him with, I'm going to tweak it just a little here and tweak it just a little there, and it's going to be unique. And he does the same thing in your life. Believe me, I'm not the only one who has a spiritual gift. Every person in this room who knows Jesus Christ has a, at least one spiritual gift and probably more, okay? And I'll say this again in a few minutes, I don't think anybody has all of them because if we had all of them, we wouldn't need each other. All right? The reality is we do need each other. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But these gifts are, are perfectly and, and personally handcrafted with you in mind and with me in mind. And they have a one-of-a-kind application that only you can carry out, that only you can do. And we're going to talk about that because I don't think we realize that the gifts God has given us are unique to us. Now, they may fit in a category, Okay? But their effects and their, the ministry that I may have with that gift is going to be totally different than anybody else. That's how much God loves us, that he would give us something that unique. In the biblical language, in the, in the New Testament, uh, the New Testament's written in Koinonia Greek. And in the Greek, these gifts are translated with two words, pneumaticons, a pneumaticon is a spiritual. That's, that's what, that's what a, a gift was called, a spiritual. Or it was called a charisma. And that means grace gift. Or literally gracelets. If you've, if you, many of you have heard charismata. That's plural, charismatic. That's where the word comes from. It's just, it just means gifts. It means grace gifts. We've been singing about grace this morning. And what, what the Holy Spirit tells us in the translation of those words is these are gifts of grace. He just, he just I love the gracelet thing. It's like droplet. He just kind of sprinkles them over us. They're gracelets. And they're given to every believer 
Every, I'm going to say it again and again and again. Every believer has at least one gift and likely has more than one gift. You say, well, I don't know what my gift is. Well, that's up to you to discover, okay? God has given you a gift. What floats your boat, fires your engine? What would you do if you could do it and, and you, you would do it the rest of your life and you would do it for free? That, that's an answer. What, what is your passion? What excites you? It's probably tied to that gift he's given you. We'll talk about that in January, though. Today, I'm not going to help you discover your gift. I'm just going to tell you you got one, and God's given it to you through the Holy Spirit, okay? Like I said earlier, I don't believe any believer has all the gifts because if we had all the gifts, we wouldn't need each other, okay? We would be self-contained. We could be long rangers. And there are literally, there are no long rangers in the church, okay? Not for long anyway. They get destroyed because they don't depend on one another. The fact, there are people I know that believe that all the gifts, you, you can have all the gifts, but that goes against the very nature of the way God created the body of Christ. We're to be one. We're to be united. So what is a spiritual gift? I'm going to give you a, a couple of definitions this morning, and then we're going to move on away from this. But it's the Spirit-given ability for Christian service. The, that, that spiritual gift that you have, that the Holy Spirit has uniquely given you, is so that you can serve. So that you can help grow me. And, and, and in, in return, my gift can help grow you so that we can mature together. Literally, it's a, that spiritual gift is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in you and in me. It's a, it's a manifestation that energizes our souls, that imparts revelation to our mind, that infuses power in our wills and works God's sovereign and gracious purpose through it. That's how the Holy Spirit works through us. It's through those gifts. I've said this once. I'll probably say it a hundred more times, and every person in this room and every person in our overflow who is born again has one or more gifts tailored and sovereignly given to you by the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Because God's Word says so. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Let me go back and reading it. But to each one is given. It doesn't say, but to a few, but to the spiritually mature. It says, but to each one. I'm a part of each, and so are all of you. We're, we're all a part of that each there. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. It's given to us individually, but it's for the common good. And it's given to us by the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who gives these unique expressions of Himself. And He does so sovereignly. Okay, He doesn't look at you or me and say, you know what? That old boy right there, he's got some talents in this area. I'll just enhance that. That's not what God does. It has nothing to do with your talents. It has nothing to do with your education. It has nothing to do with what you've learned in school. It has nothing to do with, with where you came from. It has nothing to do with natural abilities. It is a spiritual gift. It is grace poured into you. Look, when I was in school, I was terrified of standing up in a room full of people. I don't care if it was five people or 105, all right? I wouldn't run for office in school. I wouldn't run for class president. I wouldn't run for treasurer. I wouldn't run for any of those things because you had to give a two-minute speech in front of the whole class, everybody. I wouldn't do it. I remember when I took speech in college. It was the most terrifying few minutes of my life, and my grade reflected it, okay? I was I just afraid. I was terrified. And folks, when I stand up to speak to you today, there's still a tinge of that, okay? It still reminds me, but God has gifted me to speak, okay? To teach. It's not any natural ability 
because I would be far happier sitting in the corner enjoying somebody else doing it, okay? All right, I'm just being honest with you. I get here most every Sunday morning, oh, I don't really want to do this. And man, they, they start to worship and they start to warm up. Our praise team does. They go through their set and I just get pumped. And, 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 and God's Spirit just grabs hold of me. And, and I want to exercise that gift, okay? And I'm still growing in my gift. And everyone else is there. There's, I'll never get to the place where it's perfect. I can just, it's like you practice it. And you practice it. And you practice it. And you get better. And you get better. And if you don't practice it, guess what? It stays at this level. And so, God has given us gifts that, that have nothing to do with our talents. They have nothing to do with our capabilities or anything like that. They're not personal talents. They're not strengths we were born with. But they're personally and sovereignly given to us by the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about that for a minute. God has given you something. He has not given anyone else. Okay? Nobody else has the same kind of... They may have the category of the gift. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But they don't have the exact same gift. It's unique. It's one of a kind. Okay? One of a kind. Nobody else can do it like you can do it. Listen to what 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 says. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as He wills. Let me say that again. Just as He wills. It's a sovereign gift. Now, it's a one-of-a-kind gift. He does this so that you and I can accomplish the works He wills to be done. Listen to me. We're not in charge. Okay? He is. I don't care how big and how bold and and how loud and how powerful your gift is. It's so that His will can be done, not our will. The gift is for us. But it's not about us. Okay? it's, It's for us individually. But it's not about us individually. It's about Him, and it's about the corporate whole of the body. We don't receive the glory God does. There's a great deal of of misunderstanding and and disagreement and confusion when it comes to the subject of spiritual gifts. Okay? I I realize that. I don't want to confuse you anymore. And, And so today, I want to tell you some things that are clear in the Bible. It's very clear that the Holy Spirit gives them to every believer. You can't argue with that, okay? It's very clear that they're supposed to be used to build up the body of Christ. You can't argue with that. And here's one that's kind of uh, maybe not known as well, but unless they're active and they're used properly, we will never achieve the unity that we need to complete the mission that we have been given. I personally believe all the gifts are still in existence. Okay, I'm not going to spend any time today defending that position. I'll do that later. But the Bible does not say that any of them are passed away. All right. And if you have a verse, you're welcome to bring me that verse. I know that verse personally. Okay. I attended a school that taught that only a certain number of the gifts were there, and they used that verse in all the theology classes. The only problem was when I went to Greek class, the Greek language and the rules of the Greek language would not support that belief, okay? And so the Bible does not teach that. I know that when I say all the gifts, it makes some people uncomfortable, okay? That's because we don't understand the gifts of the Spirit. We don't understand what they mean. We don't really understand that it's the Holy Spirit who has given them. So if He's given them, they're good. Okay? They're all good. And they're all necessary. And they're to be used properly. Okay? Listen, you can use the gift of leadership improperly and create a terrible mess. You can use the gift of mercy improperly and create a terrible mess. You can use the gift of tongues improperly and create a mess 
Any gift can create a mess if it's not used properly and, and correctly like the Holy Spirit wants it to be used. Okay, so, so we're going to get to all that. You can relax today. I'm not going into that today, all right? But I plan to do a series in January where we can, we can answer maybe some questions. We can ask some questions, but I'm not, I've, I've answered pretty much all I'm going to answer today, all right? And uh, I want you to understand this, that it's the Holy Spirit who gives the gifts. We all have one, at least. I believe we have more. I believe we have probably a primary gift and we've got secondary gifts around it that enhance it. And without them, folks, we will never be able to do what Jesus said we could do. Now, I mentioned in the introduction that every person loves a gift that's handcrafted and personally tailored. They love that. I mean, they remember the person who gave them that. And that's what makes the gift special and reveals the giver's love for the recipient. And that's especially true in the, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He loves every one of us with an unconditional love. Do, do you hear what I said? He loves you. 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 With an unconditional love. And He's handcrafted a gift that fits you so that you could glorify Him. No gift employed no gift, no spiritual gift is employed the same way by every person. It's personal. It's the personal manifestation of the Holy Spirit through you and in you. Your gift's unique. There's not another one exactly like it. And that's what God's Word says. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 7. If you, you're kind of paying attention to the, to the passages, you'll find I'm, I'm kind of camped out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, now there are, now listen to this verse, because this is, this is kind of key for the next few minutes. There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. I don't want you to miss that word variety, because it means different. Diversity. Remember how many times I've encouraged you in this body with this spiritual truth. God loves diversity, not uniformity, okay? We, as, as religious people, like uniformity. I like this category and this category and this category. And if you don't fit in this category, you have to fit in this category or this category. God doesn't like categories, okay? Look around, I'm looking hard to find anybody that looks like me. There's nobody in here that looks like me, okay? So there's no category. God loves diversity because as a whole, our diversity mirrors His unity. But when we're by ourselves, folks, we don't mirror anything but ourselves. When we act on our own, we don't mirror anything but ourselves. And God uses the word variety. He says there are varieties of gifts. There's all different kinds of gifts. God loves diversity, but He loves unity in diversity. He doesn't love cookie cutter, but He loves the unity that He finds in diversity. It's clear that there are a variety of gifts. Now, how many gifts are there? Well, I don't know, okay? Maybe you're one of the people that have gone through the New Testament and counted every one, and you've come up with 19 or 20 or 21, okay? I'm good with that. I've got no argument with that. Are all the gifts listed in the Scriptures? I don't know, all right? Okay? I'm not as dogmatic about that as I used to be. Perhaps, and, and I think th this is more of where I lean to, perhaps the categories are listed, Okay? Perhaps. But is, is the gifts that are mentioned in Scripture, is that all of them? I don't know. All right? I'm just being honest with you. I don't know. I like this better. Perhaps the Holy Spirit is sovereign and He can give gifts that don't fit in our man-made categories. I, I, I've studied spiritual gifts 
umpteen times with umpteen teachers, and they all have different categories, and, and they like to make the, the words all match and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and you know what? That's fine and dandy, but it doesn't help any, all right? The Spirit of God just gives gifts, okay? And He gives us what we need. There are, these, are, these questions I've been kind of asking this morning are, are, are questions I don't know if the Bible definitively answers. And if you're interested in it and you want to go through and, and, and count them up, I'm going to give you some passages this morning that you can look at. We'll look at these in January. But, but if you want to look at the passages in Scripture that have uh, specific gifts mentioned, you can find them in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10, and in verse 28. You can find them in Ephesians 4, chapter, I mean, verse 11. You can find them in Romans 12, verse 6 through 8, 1 Peter 4, 11, and possibly in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7. Okay, that's that. We're going to leave that up on there. If you want to write that down and you want to look at it, uh, it it's okay. Uh, my point is, is that there are varieties and if these are the varieties and these are the only variety that there are, I'm good with that. All right? But it just doesn't say that there are a variety of gifts. It, it, it goes on. It says, it says that, uh, tells us that the, the, the variety of gifts are employed in a variety of ways. And not only in a variety of ways, but they're energized in a variety of effects. So in other words, if you and I have the same gift, or it kind of fits in the same category, your gift is not going to be employed perhaps the same way mine is, and it's not going to have the same effects that mine has. And mine's not going to have the same as yours. They're not going to be cookie cutters, what I'm trying to say. Let's just take, for instance, that, that perhaps you and I have the gift of, of prophecy, Okay? And, and and what that means is 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 that 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 we are God speaks to us and we speak what God speaks. Now you may get what He speaks in dream. You may hear words in your mind. You may see pictures. You may read it and it jumps out of the book on you. I could go on and on and on. I, you may write notes. And as you write, God uses your pen to put specific things for that person you're writing to. You may make phone calls. And as you're sharing with somebody how much you love them and how much you've missed them, God speaks through you prophetically through that phone. You see, it's, it's, the, it's the same gift. It's just used differently. You understand what I'm saying? The effect is different. Well, how can God do that? Because He's sovereign. And because He doesn't want us all acting alike. I hate cookie cutter, okay? I don't want you to tell me that i got to look like this, talk like this, behave like this. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to do what He says. But you know what? He didn't say anything about me looking like you. Now, I grew up trying to do that, okay? I went into ministry trying to do that. And you know what? I was one of the most miserable people in the world until I realized that, you know what? I'm not like him. I'm never going to preach like Billy Graham. I'm never going to give invitation and thousands come. It just is not what God's called me to. Now, I can sit on my little rock on the side of the hill and go, oh, woe is me, oh, woe is me. Or I can exercise the gift God's given me in the way that he's given me to affect and the effect's up to him, okay? What happens is up to him. This is one of the reasons. Now, I want you to hear what I'm saying, okay? This is one of the reasons I'm not real big on spiritual gift tests. I think there's a place for it. When you're, when you're teaching spiritual gifts and you're getting people to look at, at things and, 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 and try to figure out, okay, does this, does this communicate to me? They were really big in the 80s and the 90s. Everybody took a spiritual gift test. I learned how to take them. And I could have any gift I wanted because I learned the pattern that they were laid out in. All right? You think I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not real big on the test. Now, they have a place, okay? I, I, I think they're, they're okay. I, but I just am not real big on them because they kind of pigeonhole a person 
in this is this is the gift. And if you have this gift, this is what you will do. Well, yeah, maybe so. Listen, I, I personally believe God's given me a little bit of a prophetic gift, but I have seen prophetic people that didn't act like I acted. I've seen some that scared me to death. Okay, but they spoke God's word. You, it was there. You could sense. But I would never do what they did. I know people that have prophetic gifts that, that use them simply to write notes. I know people that can stand or that can talk to a person and read their mail. I mean, literally, they know what's going on in their life and they've never met them before in their life. That's just God, okay? It's different in different people. Spiritual gift tests are maybe are helpful a little bit, but where they're ineffective is, is they don't show us the niche we fit into. They don't give us any idea of how I'm supposed to employ my gift or what effect my gift may have. They just give me the, the variety, the category. They're kind of impotent in helping you discover how the Holy Spirit wants you to employ your gift. You see, the giver of the gift wants you and me to walk with Him so that He can teach me how to use the gift He's given me. It's kind of like learning to drive. Your dad or your mom or a brother or a sister teaches you how to operate that vehicle. How many of you remember learning to drive? It was the most terrifying four or five weeks of my life. Okay? Because my daddy, I mean, he just went, he'd just go ballistic. I'd turn this way. Oh, don't turn that way. Don't turn that way. Don't let off the clutch. Stop, stop, stop. I mean, you know, I know some of y'all had calm parents. He was calm for the most part. But when we get in that car to drive, he'd just tense up. Folks, God wants to walk with us. As we open the gift he's given us. And he wants us to listen to him. He doesn't want me to read a book to figure out how to employ my gift. Now there's nothing wrong with the gifts. There's great information in in the books. There's, There's nothing wrong with the books. But if I take that book, I will become a robot. And I will employ my gift like the guy who wrote or the lady who wrote the book says. And I won't ever be completely free. Now. What happens is, most of us don't know what our gift is, okay? And if we do know what our gift is, it's not the particular one we wanted, (laughs) okay? Because why? We want somebody else's. I like his gift. I like her gift. When, when she does this or she does this, all kinds of things happen. When I use mine, nobody even knows I got it. Okay, listen to me. The Holy Spirit perfectly tailored our gifts, your gift and my gift. And he gave it, you that gift, okay? He didn't give it to me. And he didn't give it to anybody else. And he's got a purpose and he's got a destiny that's designed for you and you need that gift to fulfill it. I'm going to drive this nail home today, okay? If, if, I don't, if you don't hear anything else, you're not going to be able to say you didn't hear this. But the Holy Spirit has given you a particular gift that may fit a category, but the ministry He has for you is unique. It won't be like anybody else's. And how you employ that gift will be unique. Nobody else will employ it quite like you do. And the effects and the results will be unique, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. Unique is what I seek. Okay? I don't want to be like anybody else. I'm coming to that place. I'm not completely there yet, but I'm coming to that place where I'm okay in my own skin. I'm not perfect, okay? And God, believe me, I'm not even close to perfect. But I'm comfortable in who, or I'm becoming comfortable in who God made me. Because he didn't waste anything in making me, and he didn't waste anything in making you. We love lists, okay? We love them. 
And we love clear, distinct, distinct distinctions, okay? We, we like categories. We like to lump things in categories. But when the Holy Spirit manifests His gifts, their use and their effect, He does it in whomever and however He wills. I don't, he's not going to fit in your category. You're going to be surprised when you see some of the gifts employed in the body of Christ because they don't look like you want them to look and they're not comfortable when, when they're exercised to you. The problem is not with the gift and the problem's not with their employment and the problem's not with the Holy Spirit. Guess who the problem was with? Us. Okay? It doesn't fit like we want it to fit. It doesn't do like I want it, I want it to do. That's not what I envisioned when I, when I heard about the gifts. Folks, it's, it's God. It's God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, there are two... I want to explain what I'm talking about. I keep talking about different effects, different gifts, a variety of things. It, it even tells us that in, in one of the, the lists as it walks through some of the gifts. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up in... Let's see. Verse 8. This won't be on the screen, but verse 9 will be. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. And verse 9 says, and to another faith by the same Spirit. And listen to this, and to another gifts, not the gift, but gifts of not healing, but healings. So there's a multiple, this gift has all kind of varieties. But we just want to lump it into the gift of healing. But there's all kind of varieties here, not just ministries and effects, but all kind of varieties, gifts of healings. And it doesn't stop there. It says, by one spirit and to another, the affecting or the effects. That's what the Greek word is in the plural. The effects of miracles. In other words, let me explain what I'm trying to say. There are people in this room who may have a healing gift. Okay? But your healing gift may only be effective when you pray for people with back issues or eye issues or emotional issues or heart issues or muscular issues or demonic issues. You may have a gift that when you pray, you see people uh, with back issues healed almost every time. But when you pray for somebody with something else, you don't see anything. And you, you wonder, what's wrong with me? Well, it may be that you have one of the, the gifts of healings that applies to that ministry. And your ministry is effective for people who have back issues. You see how sovereign God is? That makes your gift really special if I have back issues. Amen? And it reveals God's love for you. And folks, we've got to learn to relax with that. And we've got to learn to, to employ that gift where that gift's needed. Same's true about the gift of, of effects, effects or affecting of miracles. Maybe, maybe you have a, a, a gift that allows you to, 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 to create, or not to create, but when you, when you obey God, things happen in the weather. Maybe you go out and pray and the, and the thunderstorm splits and goes around. Or maybe it's health-related, or, or maybe it's you can multiply resources. That's what you're talking about. Well, when you go to minister and you don't have enough, you just pray and God multiplies it. That's a miracle. Okay, I've, 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 I've seen that gift not just in Scripture with Jesus. I've seen it in other people's ministries. I've got a friend that took a group of, of uh, students to uh, one of the parks in Birmingham, and they had a bucket of chicken. They were going to feed the homeless. There was just more homeless than there was chicken. And they realized it about five minutes into the, the ministry time. But you know what happened? As long as there were hungry people, there was chicken in that bucket. That's a miracle, okay? Folks, the variety, the effect, the ministry, all of those are the prerogative of the Holy Spirit. That's His realm. 
All I'm supposed to do is, is exercise the gift. Ours is to employ it. It's His to carry it out, to make it happen. So why does the Holy Spirit ultimately give us gifts? Is it to make us famous? So we can write a book, go on a speaking tour, get on Christian TV, become superstars? Nope. He gives us the gifts according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. Listen to the reason. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith. That's why no gift has passed away. All right? Because none of us have attained the unity of the faith. We haven't become mature yet in the knowledge of the Son of God and to measure the stature of which belongs to the fullness of Christ. The Holy Spirit gives us these gifts for us individually so that each one of us can individually be a part of the building up of the corporate body of Jesus Christ into maturity. God doesn't want us to be babies. He wants us to become mature men and women. He wants us to walk in the fullness of Jesus Christ. And it is a cop-out. It is an excuse when preachers or teachers say, well, you know what, that's never going to happen until Jesus comes. We can be a lot more mature than we are now. And we can be a lot fuller of Jesus Christ than we are now. And the only way that happens is when we begin to equip one another. When we begin to, 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 when I feed off your gift and it, it strengthens me and you feed off my gift or you feed off this brother or that sister and we begin to grow in Jesus. We've been given these gifts to help the body of Christ reach maturity, to become full grown. Folks, spiritual gifts are ultimately not about you or me. They're not about what we can do in the power of the Spirit, but rather how you and I can fulfill our role as a part of the body. The gifts given to us by the Spirit don't make us independent. They make us interdependent. Okay? They make us interdependent. They connect us. They unite us. They solidify us into the working body of Jesus Christ. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read verse 12 and I'm going to read verse 14. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so all is Christ. For the body is not one member. It's not one gift. That's the argument he's making in verse 12. He's talking about, he's ta- chapter 12, he's talking about gifts. That's what the whole chapter's about. And he uses the, the body metaphor to describe a, 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 a healthy church that, that exercises the gift. He's saying, for the body's not one gift. It's not the gift you want. Or the gift you think is most important. It's not. It's, it's, it's not one gift, but many. I want you to hear that again. For the body is not one member, but many. That the, and what he's saying is the church is not one gift, it's many. And folks, it's in the diversity of those gifts that the, the body of Christ became, becomes stronger. We are dependent on each other. It's just like a body made up of very, it is a body made up with various individuals with differing gifts, with different ministries, and differing effects. When, when we're happy, when one's happy, we're all happy. When one suffers, we all suffer. This little finger right here is still creating issues for me. Okay? The doctor said four to six weeks. We're at eight now. Okay? Told me to come back in about eight more. So, you know what? He didn't tell me the whole truth. But I'm celebrating in the things I can do that I couldn't do. It's straight now. It's not like this. But it's not 100%. So I'm suffering. And that's what Scripture's talking about. He says, listen to this in in 1 Corinthians, or excuse me, uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 26 and 27. If one member suffers, all members suffer with it. Remember what he's talking about. He's talking about the body of Christ and the gifts. If all the gifts are not in effect, if they're not flowing, we suffer. Okay? But if they are, we celebrate. If one member is honored, all members rejoice. 
if somebody has a, uh, I'm trying, I got to think of a description, not the one that went through my mind. Okay. If we have a gift that's just, it's a superstar gift. We celebrate that. But you know what? If we have a gift that's quiet behind the scenes that just is superstar, we celebrate that. Because this gift is just as important as this gift. Let me just tell you, the gift of service that changes baby diapers is very, very important. In fact, it's just as important as the gift of, 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 of pastor or teacher. Because if you don't change the baby diapers, guess what happens? Those folks don't come back. I don't care how eloquent you are. If that gift's not in effect, the gift of mercy and the gift of service, what does it matter? We are individuals, but to function at our highest level in the gift of the Spirit, folks, it has to be done connected corporately. It's got to be done as a body. I love this passage in Ephesians chapter 4, 15 and 16. There's more here than I understand. But here's what Paul says. He says, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him, who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies. What does every joint supply in, in the context of what he's talking about? They supply their gift. They supply their gift. According to the proper workings of each individual part, causing the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. In other words, when all the gifts work together, all the parts work together, that body grows into maturity. And they don't just one or two, but the whole body matures. Here's the bottom line today. The Holy Spirit is the gift giver. He's the one that gives. This is, this is what I want you to come away from this with. That He is the giver of the gifts. He's given every believer gifts. I'm just going to say it that way. And He expects us to open those gifts and learn how to use them. All right? He doesn't expect us to take a spiritual gift test, put the test under our Bible, and let dust collect on it. My gosh, if you take a gift test and you think you have this gift, you at least need to take it out of the box and use it a little bit. All right? Because we need it. But he expects us to figure out what it is. It's not some big, deep, dark spirit. I mean, secret, okay? Look, if, if I loved just doing things for somebody and, and them not knowing about it, I probably have the gift of service of some, some form or fashion. If, 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 if I'm just organized and, and all of a sudden, you know, I, and, and when I step into a situation, the chaos and the confusion becomes order, I probably have the gift of, of leadership. Okay? If, if all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm hearing things and it applies to a situation, I, mean, I may have the word of knowledge or word of wisdom or one of the prophetic gifts. I just need to, to act, okay? I don't need to rush up on stage and say, hey, folks, I got this gift. Let me show you about it. No, I just need to use it in my day-to-day situations and the circumstances God takes me in until I begin to realize that, you know what? I know how to drive. I'm beginning to drive this vehicle the way God's called me to drive it. And so we need to learn how to use it. And if we'll allow the gifts He's given us, or if we allow the gifts He's given us to remain unopened, folks, we are never going to fulfill our individual purposes, and we're never going to walk in fullness as a corporate body. We're just not going to do it. We will never mature, and we will always remain babies who cry for milk and need their diapers changed, okay? And that is many churches today, okay? The, the, the pastor gives them some milk, and they whine and cry, okay? This is not... This, what we're doing right now, this is just the beginning of what a body that's maturing in Christ is supposed to do. We're supposed to leave here and go into the mission field and encourage one another and share the gospel. Well, how do we do that? With our giftings. The gift giver has given us exactly what we need to become mature. I don't know what I'm doing, but I think it has to do with my microphone has gone nuts. Okay, I got it. We'll get that fixed. It's me. 
I know what you're thinking. If you get rid of some of that hair, if you get rid of some of that hair, it wouldn't be an issue. Well, I'm not getting rid of any of it, and that's just the way it's going to be, okay? The gift giver is giving us exactly what we need to become more mature and everything we need for our church to be victorious. The question is, and, and I'm just I'm going to stop with this because I've already killed it, okay? But when will you open your gifts, okay? I mean, when I was a, a kid, and I am still this way up to a point, on Christmas morning, I didn't have to have an alarm clock. In fact, my brother and I were awake about 2 a.m. I mean, we, we just, we could see the glow out of our door and around the way. We could see the glow of the tree. And we knew there, were st- there was stuff under that tree that was for us, stuff we couldn't, uh, we couldn't even imagine because there's always going to be some surprises. And we, we just, I mean, we were just on edge, but we couldn't get up until 6, okay? Now, I know that's early for some of you on Christmas morning. I'm still that way. Okay, although I'm not going to get up at 2 a.m. and I'll have a hard time getting up at 6. There's that anticipation of what's under the tree. Listen, God has left all of us gifts under our tree, spiritual gifts. And they're a lot more unique and a lot more powerful than anything any of us have ever received under a Christmas tree. The question is, am I going to open the gift and am I, am I willing to use it? Am I willing to use it to help bring maturity into the body and glory to God? That's, that's the bottom line. He's given us gifts. That's a part of who the Holy Spirit is. And He's given us those gifts sovereignly. He's given us very unique gifts. Am I willing to use them? Are you willing to use them? Listen to me, as, 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 as the pastor of this church, we need those gifts, okay? We need you to, 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 to try and to use them. And if you stumble and fall, you know what? You dust yourself off, you get back up, and you keep using them. And what will happen is eventually you'll learn to walk with them. And you'll learn to run with them. And if you keep practicing, you'll learn to fly with them, okay? And we need that. We need people who are stumbling, people who are walking, people who are falling, people who are flying. We need all of that. Because as you exercise your gift at whatever stage you're at, it encourages me to exercise mine. Because I look at you and go, you know what, if they're willing to step out on that limb, I ought to be willing to step out on the same place. (coughs) Folks, we need those gifts. The Holy Spirit's given them to us. Let's don't waste them. Let's pray. Father, this morning. For more information on Eagles Wing Church, visit our website at www.eagleswingchurch.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Eagles Wing Church. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.